Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to podcast number 291 of Guys Guys Radio. And today we're going to talk to talk to a gentleman by the name of Ross Astorian. And he is a New Yorker like myself, and he's got a story about his broken banana. He's got a new book coming out called Broken Banana. It's getting a lot of press because Ross suffered a corpus cavernosa rupture, which is a basically a broken penis. And we're going to bring him out in a couple of minutes and uh, talk about the book, um, his experience, what guys have to know about this. He had a catheter for a while and I, I had surgery and had a catheter and they're no fun. And he had one for uh, two weeks and then they took it out and they had to put it back in again another two weeks. So, wow, uh, that's 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 impressive. And something you don't want to repeat. So we'll bring Ross out in a couple minutes, uh, real short. But let's uh, quickly just talk about what's going on. So this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And uh, you know, if you're a listener, that we've talked about all kinds of subjects on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness on Guys Guys Radio. We've had we've had comedians on the show. We've had metaphysical healers on the show. We've had authors. We've had fantasy sports experts. We've had dating coaches, relationship coaches, life coaches, all kinds of people, metaphysical teachers, channelers, psychics. We actually, last week, if you were listening, we had a live healing done over the, over, during the show via Skype. My guest was on and she was Skyping with somebody else who was here. And then they did, uh, she did a healing right on the show. So we do it all here on Guys Guys Radio. And, uh, you know, when you hear the title, Guys Guys Radio, you think, you think beer and football and boobs and like the man, the man show. And, you know, we like all that stuff, but it's more than that. This is about how we can be our very best, have a good time and be guys guy. And what's a guys guy? I'm always asked that. Well, it's a kind of an updated man's man, but not in the macho way. It's a man in the best sense of the word uh, and contemporary, casual confidence, unassuming strength. Integrity, but seductive type of integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and, and a lot of fun. And that's why we're here. We're here to help. So let's talk about what's going on real quick out in the, the world today. Then we'll announce our guy's guy of the week. We'll take a super duper short break. We'll bring out our special guest, Ross Assordian. And then afterwards, we'll do a guy's guy's guide at the end of the show. And uh, this week, I'm going to do uh, my perfect smoothie. I'm going to tell you what I drink in the morning and you can decide if it's right for you but it's taken me years to kind of it's an art it's not a science but there's some science behind some of the ingredients that go in it so and it tastes real good so uh i guess the biggest part of the news right now we've got uh, the trump and north korea where everybody's arguing about that like everything else with the current administration you know, it's good to talk. It's good to talk to anybody. And I like the fact that Trump said, you know, I, hey, this this guy, I'll talk to this guy. And I think Obama, from what I've seen on the news clips, he wanted to, he suggested, oh, we'll talk to our enemies. And everybody was, talk to dictators. What are you kidding me? But of course, it's partisan politics. So now the uh, Fox News and all that, they're like, Trump is making this big breakthrough. Anyhow, when you boil it all down, we made some concessions and they really haven't done anything. So we'll see what happens. It's good to start talking. I think uh, Trump's a little delusional thinking that uh, 
Kim Jong-un is, uh, you know, he's this great guy who loves his people. This guy's a bad, bad actor. This guy's done some nasty things to his people. Uh, really sad. So hopefully what can happen is people who are there can see that there is life beyond where they're living right now. There's a whole world out there. And, you know, education is the key to victory. So hopefully, you know, something good can come out of this. So we'll see what happens. Elsewhere, the world of LeBron, you know, if you follow sports and NBA, it's all about personalities. You know, in basketball, there's five guys on the court. They don't wear, you know, they wear a tank top, basically, and shorts. You see their faces. You know their names. In football, everybody's all covered up until they take their helmet off. Baseball, pretty much the same thing. They've got the hats. They've got the uniforms on. And it's a team sport, like with a lot of players with baseball, and it's a lot slower. And in football, you've got all these guys running around, crashing into each other. Boxing, you can only have so many fights, so you're going to get punch drunk really quickly. But basketball, they play a lot of games, and uh, you get to know the personalities, and you get to know some of these guys by their first name, Steph, Durant, Harden, with a beard, LeBron, Kobe, MJ. So it's all about LeBron now, even though his team got swept. It's all about LeBron. Where is he going? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? How can he win another championship? How can he catch Michael Jordan? My personal prediction is that he's going to go to the Lakers because he has business out there and see if they'll see what Magic Johnson can pull together in terms of putting a supporting cast around him and make a run for it. And uh, I don't see anything else that works. So is he going to go to the Sixers? Uh, Philly, he's got a lot of young guys. Ben Simmons needs the ball. You go to Houston, you've got James Harden, you've got Chris Paul. They need the ball. It's tough, and then you've got to deal with the, you've got to deal with the Golden State Warriors. So I have read that LeBron's trying to recruit Kevin Durant to come with him to the Lakers because Durant is actually a free agent. So that could be interesting. So we'll see what happens. But it's all about LeBron, and uh, you know uh, he's a fantastic player, but he got swept and. A lot of people said, well, you know, the team he had around him was terrible. But you know what? He engineered the change in personnel. He controls that team. He got all those guys. He got rid of all these guys. He got all the new guys in. They managed to get to the finals somehow. That was impressive. He had an incredible season. Um, But you know what? His best player, Kylie Irving, didn't want to play with him. You think about that. Wow. This guy was playing with the best player of our generation. And he's like, get me off this team. That must tell you something. So he's now on the Celtics. Now they're saying, well, the Celtics are looking at LeBron. So what would they do with Kyrie? And he's probably rolling his eyes saying, don't come here because the Celtics have a really good chance next year of going far. So we'll see what happens there elsewhere. If you're a Yankees fan, this is a great season because they've got a super team and they're just going to get better and better because they've got a young team. You've got the world cup now that begins. uh, I don't know if there was a game today, but I, I, I think there was a game today and there's uh, some games tomorrow. Yeah, I think the kickoff game was today, Russia against Egypt, I think. And tomorrow you've got uh, some games. And then I think Friday you've got a big game already. You've got Spain and Portugal. But isn't it uh, – it's hard to get behind the World Cup this time because you've got three really popular teams who didn't make the World Cup. Um, I think they're changing from 32 teams, I think it is, to like 48 or something like that. And uh, I don't know if it's the, in four years from now or in eight years from now, but 
you have like Italy, a perennial powerhouse. They didn't make it. United States, obviously the sport is growing here and people were really into the American team last time and they didn't make it. And then you've got Holland, another super team from Europe. They didn't make it. So we'll see what happens. You've got uh, France is very good. Of course, Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, Spain, Belgium. So we'll see what happens. And who knows what the host com- country, well, who knows how Russia will do. And it's interesting that uh, the, the World Cup is in Russia. So we'll see what happens there. Elsewhere, let's see. Um, cloning monkeys I've been reading about. I think they're cloning people already and they're not telling us, but they're cloning monkeys and monkeys have 95% of human genes and they're out it. They're out, they're cloning them and, uh, and they're going to do it more and more. And if they can clone a monkey, they can clone people. And I think that's what's happening. So we'll see what happens and see what, how, how the clone behaves, because I think they take the nucleus, one nucleus out of a uh, cell uh, or the DNA, and they take the nucleus from another cell for another part of the body or something like that, and they put that in for, from another host. They put that in, and then that's how you clone uh, an animal or, or a, a person. So how close they are to the person that they've been cloned from, who knows? How long they live? I don't know if they'll be able to live as long, but and they, 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 how do they get aged? Do they come out as babies? Are they going to come out... They're going to get super aged fast, so they're 20 years old right away. Who knows? But uh, that's coming. Guy's Guy of the Week. Every week I do a Guy's Guy of the Week who embodies our characteristics of the Guy's Guy. And then also we do an anti-Guy's Guy of the Week, too, on occasion. So this week the theme is mowing lawns because the Guy's Guy of the Week is this guy I read about. His name is Rodney Smith Jr. He is raising money uh, by going around. Um, he's actually cutting lawns for people who need help, senior citizens, disabled people, etc. So he goes around with his lawnmower, he cuts lawns, and now he's got this national program. And if he's recruiting people. So if you cut 10 lawns for free, he will send you a T-shirt as part of the Raising Men Lawn Care Service. And then if you cut 50 lawns for free, and can uh, validate that he will uh, send you a lawnmower and he'll fly out and meet with you. And he's trying to get this thing going all around the world. So it's pretty cool. He's not making, you know, he's not making money. He's probably investing money in it. So there's not a lot of ROI, but there's a lot of ROI in terms of goodwill that he's putting out there. So Rodney Smith Jr., you are the guy's guy of the week. Now the anti-guy's guy of the week is this guy I read about Johnny Manning, who's been, he was accused of and arrested for, got in a spat with his neighbor and the guy wanted his neighbor want to fight him. And he's this guy, Johnny Manning, he's like 72. He's like, I can't fight somebody. I'm 72. So he jumped on his ride around lawnmower and he started shooting. He went over gravel driveway and he started shooting gravel at his neighbor. So shooting gravel and rocks out of his lawnmower, not cool, not a good look, but uh, it did earn you the anti guys guy of the week. So sorry about that, Johnny. Um, okay. So let's take a super quick break. It's 712, and then we'll bring our special guest, Ross Asordian, on. So let's sing to the break, and we'll tell you what you're listening to. You're listening to the Guys Guy Radio. All right, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. 
Uh, as I mentioned, our special guest this evening is a gentleman by the name of Ross Azorian, and he uh, he's a documentary filmmaker, uh, former producer for Red Bull and the creative director of Branded Content and NBC. I just saw him on Megyn Kelly, and he was hilarious. And four years ago, he suffered uh, a very unfortunate accident. He had some casual sex. He was doing a little doggy style, and uh, I guess he missed, and um, he tore a couple of muscles in his penis and severed his urethra urethra and uh he's got a really sharp sense of humor so he wrote this book uh called broken banana and uh it's about his feelings and experiences about the incident um the procedures he had to go through and kind of the irony the whole thing and he takes it with uh he's got a very good outlook on it and he's a funny guy and uh let's bring him on to the show right now so ross welcome to guys guys radio Hey, thanks so much for having me. Well, uh, I guess the best thing for our listeners is, I know you've told the story many times now, but uh, why don't you tell it one more time for us? Yeah, sure. Well, you kind of so covered happened? the basics. You kind of covered the basics. Um, but essentially, you know, it was very normal, casual sex. Um, someone that I had been with a couple of years ago was visiting New York, as people often do. And, you know, it was a freak accident. And it was just bad timing and, and bad positioning. And just it just popped, and that was the beginning of the end of the beginning. Now, at the time, you had to think fast, and you were with, uh, I guess, an, uh, an ex that you kind of reconnected with. She was back in New York, so um, people probably wondering, oh, insurance, ambulance, blah blah. blah. How did you get to the hospital? What did you do? Did you know what happened? So, what went through your mind? How did you think so fast? Because you handle it really well. Yeah. Well, listen, I knew right away what had happened. And I think that this is what's really funny about a lot of us. We have these kind of, um, how do you say, instinctual behaviors based off of maybe previous experiences in our life. And um, and I talk about how my mother used to faint all the time and how I'm very familiar with like the protocol for that. And Mm -hmm. I immediately knew that I had to go into survival mode. So I was feeling lightheaded. I was kind of a little in shock and I just went right into calling 911 and getting every every duck in a row in case the lights were going to go out. So I, w- I went into survival mode. And uh, did, you, did you, had you ever thought about this before it happened? Something like this, the possibility of it? You know, I don't think that anyone really thinks about this kind of stuff sure. and then it happens and then it comes in the back of your head like, Oh yeah, I do remember this almost happened maybe a couple times, um, really? or maybe okay. I had a really bad mm-hmm. nightmare and this happened. <laughs> okay. Um, but what but was I your first thought when it idea. when it happened? What was the first? What was your first thought? I think the, besides it, the it, I don't think there there really is a first thought. I think there's probably a thousand first thoughts. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 they all revolve around uh, oh no. I think is probably the right. first thought. Right. So. Uh, you get to the hospital, I guess you took an ambulance and, uh, what, what happened? Uh, you, you, you know, you don't want people snickering at, at you when you, you have this, cause it's a serious situation. How did you keep your, I, I don't want to say sense of humor, but did you keep a sense of calm about the whole thing and realize like, I got to do this the right, the right way. This has to be handled because you know, my, my, you know, part of my manhood is at stake here. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I mean, it's always easy to recount and act like you were a man about it. But I think that right. the, the reality is that I, I did keep my sense of humor. That's just the way that I deal with everything that comes at me in life. Um, and I think that we always have a choice 
you know, whether we let it sink us or whether we kind of laugh mm-hmm. at it and roll with it. And, um, and I, you know, I mean, I, I definitely kept the humor in it, um, but also trying to be smart about it. Uh, I talk about, you know, I think the, the chapter is called If It Were Your Toe. Um, and, right. and as someone who is uh, always uh, conscious of getting scammed as a New Yorker, you know, you always got your scam watch on. Um, I, I, you know, I said, Hey, should I take a taxi? You know, I don't want to really save, you know, could you save a couple hundred bucks? You guys can try and stick me. And he, the guy looks at me and he's like, Hey man, if this were your toe, you know, maybe take a taxi, but this ain't your toe. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a, it was a pretty great moment. Now, uh, what, did they sedate you at the hospital, and uh, how, how did, when did you find out about the catheter, and were you even aware of what that was? Yeah, I didn't even know what a catheter, I mean, I knew what it was, but I had no idea, you know, right. when I went under, I had no idea what was going to happen on the other side. So, um, you know, they did the surgery and came out, and lo and behold, there's this tube, you know, going into my, you know, under my, up my leg with a bag on me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? So that was kind of the first time that I really knew what was going on. What 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 type of doctor do they do works on as a urologist? Yeah, I had two urologists. Okay, I had kidney surgery about four years ago, uh, two thousand and fourteen, and I woke up with a catheter up my penis, and I was like, "Yeah, no, thank yikes, no, that's thank the you. worst." And uh, it's pretty bad. When it came out, the nurse—I don't think she liked me. She just yanked it out, and I was like, Oui. there was no really soft yeah. way of doing it." No. So I, were you, I, I assume you were concerned that, because uh, I know uh, from what I read that you, you had it for two weeks. That's a long time. So God bless you on that. And then, then they realized, well, got to go back in again. So they had to put it back in again and you had to go another two weeks. What were you thinking at, when that happened? I mean, the first thing I thought actually was that I, had, I was the best man in my best friend's wedding that was coming up in a week. So the first thing I thought of was, oh shit. <laughs> um, because I, uh, you know, I knew I had to fly down. He was, you know, his wedding was in Florida. And, you know, I saw all these logistical things start coming into my mind. In fact, the first thing I asked was like, hey, can I fly? Um, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy, but you can do it. So, uh, you know, that was kind of the first thing. But, you know, again, just the comedy in life is never ending if we're able to recount it accurately. Now, I read that you were uh, you were with one woman, an ex, and then, but you were when you were Having sex like men often do, you're thinking about some thoughts about somebody else. How did uh, yeah. how did it all shake out in terms of the, the little love triangle there? Yeah, I mean, well, look, the people are always like, well, how does a book instead of just you laughing about it with a couple beers? And I mean, like mm-hmm. any great story, there's always a love story involved. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. the this girl who was visiting, like you know, we had had this was this was a college thing. This was, she was just right. like, you know, for a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know, she's wonderful. But, you know, when I had my New York life, obviously this is a much longer story, but, you know, this right. woman that I had wanted to date um, ended up kind of coming back into my life, and you know, she had left and come back. And so, you know, just the comedy of timing and, and uh, the role of karma in our lives is always a, a very interesting one. And she comes back, and then you have a broken penis, and uh, <laughs> did she... Not literally, but she, did she throw it in your face? She did not throw it in my face, but you know, I mean, the, the, this is this is you know the the way that different people deal with stuff. You know, um, mm-hmm. obviously, I was apologetic. I was, you know, these things happen, right? And and in life, you just have to kind of be honest and set expectations and say, hey, look, here's what happened. Here's how I feel. Like, 
if you want to mm-hmm. never talk to me again, that's totally understandable. But, you know, okay. we, we look at our actions and we say, well, did, did I do something wrong? Or is this, you know, call it in the court of wrong versus, or in the court of law wrong versus just normal good person wrong? Um, and so, you know, a lot of the story is, is kind of talking about stream of consciousness and the comedy of the, when we have a thought and we question that thought, um, you know, th- there's a lot of that in, internal turmoil that we go through, especially in dating and navigating right. our feelings. And what does love look like when you don't actually have sex involved? Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, so what is it like when you don't have sex involved? <laughs> it's, uh, it's very different. Um, I think, I think that, uh, you know, you, you look at, you look at how much of our life is driven by that either mm-hmm. obvious li- obviously, or with subtlety and you say, hey, you know, what would my life look like if I actually couldn't have sex anymore? Um, and, and you know, look, this isn't like, you know, this is champagne problems, right? In, in certain aspects you say, well, you know, some people live their lives and that sex is not a big part of it. For someone who lives in New York and is in their twenties and you know single, like this is a this is a part of your whether you're actually having it or not. Um, you know, it's still when I refer to sex, I'm I'm referring to dating and and you know all the right. relationships and even just in your banter with you know guys and girls, what people talk about. Um, so you know, it, it's a it's a funny thing when you say, okay, well we're just not. It's like saying, hey, we're not going to talk about the weather anymore. You go, oh mm-hmm. man, I didn't realize how much we talk about the weather. <laughs> Now, when uh, well, you have a great attitude about it, so uh, and you handle this really well. So, congrats on that, and I'm glad you fully recovered, right? Yes. And uh, so, when uh, when you were in your recovery phase, and you were probably wondering, oh, is this going to work? Um, what was it like dealing with the guys? What was it like dealing with women? And was there any women who were lining up wanting to be like, I want to be the test. I want to. I want to. I want to be <laughs> the guy who brings them back to life. Yeah, that, that I don't think that happened. Maybe in uh, comic books, but the, <laughs> there's no grocery line for this kind of injury. <laughs> um, no, man. I mean, look, it's it's curiosity, like anything else. It's curiosity with any illness, injury, something odd. You know, people have questions. They want to know. They want to see. Um, they want to feel. They what? You know, what is this? You know, what is it like? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, man, like sex is funny. Like the penis is funny. Vaginas are funny. Boobs are funny. Um, you know, and, and you, we have to be able to, especially now, um, talk about it. You know, guys don't talk about this stuff. Guys, you know, right. we just shut our mouth. And, we, you know, girls will yap all day long about sexuality and you know, guys' performance and right. this and that. And guys are not going to say anything bad about a girl ever. We just don't do that. Right. You know, we don't want to mm-hmm. insult our That's way. True. Like, forget about it. And we definitely mm-hmm. don't talk about it with guys because, you know, who knows? Right. we're even good at what we don't know what we're doing. Uh, we're sitting there trying to do all the work and, and, and we're saying, well, we know what we're doing. Um, so, you know, it, it is, I think it's been an interesting conversation starter. You know, when it's out there as often as it is with me, it's a lot easier to say, hey, it ain't going to be worse than what he went through. <laughs> you know? Right. So it, it's a lot easier to share experiences and, and kind of talk about sexuality, you know, with, with a bit of a, you know, with a bit of a tongue at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the first time back in the saddle, um, we, I guess it was gentle. Uh, I guess you were wondering. Never, never uh, been more gentle in my life. Go. Mm-hmm. Never been more gentle in my life. 
yeah, you know, it, it, same thing. Like, you know, super simple. Let's make sure it works. Let's make sure, you know, my legs don't explode. Um, and, uh, and, and that was it, man. You know, you don't have to do anything special. You just got to taste the cake and make sure it still tastes like cake. Well, they, as they say, you know, when you break a bone or something, supposedly it comes back stronger. So you don't have to worry about breaking it in the same place. So I hope that's the case for what you went through also, Ross. <laughs> well, I'm never to find out about that. <laughs> so then you decided to uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the process. Uh, you're on Guys Guys Radio. I, I like to learn about other stuff. Uh, so talk about, you know, your, your process and deciding. I'm gonna, because you're a video uh, and a content creator and yeah. you're in the media business like myself. So what, what was, how did you determine like, okay, this is a, there's a book here. Um, I'm going to do Kickstarter. Tell us about that experience. Also about Kickstarter for some of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, you know, it, the the decision to write it as a book was an interesting one. And for me, at the end of the day, life is a balance between spending time and investing time. And writing is an investment of a time that mm-hmm. kind of honors the good and bad experiences that we've been through. And yep. for me, you know, I think that I've always written. I think that a lot of us write and we don't even realize we write, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, we're writing articles or, you know, we have a journal or whatever it is, you know, that muscle of writing is always there. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's one of a couple of things. One, we're scared to write things down because we're scared to create anything, whether it's a painting or a film, because we don't want it to suck, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And and we also, in the back of our mind, we go, well, what's going to be, the return on my time, you know, is this going to be worth my time? And we measure things in dollars and cents, which you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like I said, this, this to me was an investment of my time and I thought it was going to be funny and we all have stories to tell. And this one happened to be mine and, you know, having coming from the, the film side of it, I'd actually originally written it as a, as a short. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, it would be a good one. You know, yeah. And a, and a buddy of mine is an actor. His manager read it. Like, this is funny, but what are you going to do with this? Like, are you going to go make a short and then do a circuit? Like, that's, you know, what are you going to do with this? And he made a great point. And, you know, so the long story short is that I kind of sat down and I had kind of the outline of how I write screenplays mm-hmm. and filled in the gaps. Um, and I left my job at Red Bull for a number of reasons. But, you know, one was to work on things that I cared about and projects that I enjoyed. So I kind of just... Um, spent some months and really hunkered down to write it and finalize it. And, um, and, you know, when I finished, that was when, you know, I looked at self-publishing versus going to a publisher and the song and dance mm-hmm. and the publishing industry is very similar to the music industry. You can do right. it on your own. You just, mm-hmm. the odds are against you and it's going to be a lot harder. Um, it's possible. And, you know, yep. if you go with a label, it's going to be, you're going to have a lot less money and a lot less control. And ultimately your success is dependent on a lot of other people. Um, right. And, you know, look, some people have the connections and, you know, do favorable and, and look, man, in my life, I'm, I work the, I'm the only person that works hard for me. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I kind of just said, well, I can take a small, tiny check and hand this manuscript off to somebody and, um, you know, in a year, they're going to have a cover design and someone else is going to edit it. And, you know, that'll be it. And I was like, look, I, I mean, I design and, um, you know, I figured why not? And I kind of decided to do it on my own. I did a Kickstarter. 
mm-hmm. which if anyone has done a Kickstarter, if you've done one, you know that it is the biggest roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> well, tell tell us uh, tell us a little bit uh, for our listeners because a lot you know a lot of people know Kickstarter and a lot of people yeah. are curious about it. So, what was your experience with Kickstarter? Um, you know, it, it really is this parabola of you start out really high and then it dips and then it shoots back up at the end. And, you know, there it's no matter what you do it for three weeks, you do it for, you know, a year, you do it for five days. Um, and, you know, you have to make the video and write the materials and submit it to them and they approve it. Um, and, you know, with Kickstarter, you have to hit your goal. So you're trying to sit there and, and justify, Hey, here's why I need the money I need. And you break it down. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it just because people love this information. Like, so I did a Kickstarter right. for, mm-hmm. you know, eight, 8,000 and that was very meticulously put together from basically the costs for the first run of books, plus, uh, a marketing and PR agency to help me with that sure. launch, um, mm-hmm. and all the costs that I had already incurred. So, I mean, stupid stuff that you don't even think about design software, you know, getting someone to help you with the layout of your book and formatting, um, you know, and it's, it, it, you know, it's a couple yeah. hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. there. Um, and this isn't even counting the fact that, you know, I'm just surviving off of savings at this point um, to, to kind of take the time from producing stuff. And, you know, so I did it for, I guess it was about a month. And uh, ironically, the, the PR and marketing firm that I had hired, that they were the ones that actually were pushing me to do the Kickstarter um, they were just, they just weren't good. Like they, they, I found them through a friend and, uh, and they had done a really well for, you know, a friend of mine and, you know, whether it's the topic or the timing or whatever it was, um, it seemed that they had found luck, you know, they had gotten lucky with, with my friend. And, um, so it was, you know, tough. Like I basically had to ask them halfway through and be like, okay, let me, if I make this goal, then, you know, how am I going to spend this money? If I don't make this goal, then at least I won't have to lose another $2,000. Um, so, you right. know, a lot of these really annoying decisions that you hope work along the way um, don't. And, you know, so I, you know, I scraped by and, you know, did a couple things to kind of get publicity. I did a couple podcasts, you know, that were in the um, fundraising space. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah. You got I mean, some good publicity. They did a good yeah. job with you. They got you. You got on Megyn Kelly. That's that's big. That's a national show. That's good. And yeah, you're on I, CNN. I saw you your work on CNN and the Post, of course. Yeah, that stuff was. I mean, look, that was that was that was an early on. You know, that was you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's what May, June, you know, almost July now. This was in January that I was doing the Kickstarter. So, you know, this has been a lot of um, a lot of stuff for me has been a lot of baby steps along the way. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of being prepared. And what I've kind of learned that, you know, my, my, what the way that I am is that I, I expect nothing, but I'm prepared for everything. Um, and I think that Megan Kelly was a, an awesome, awesome kind of uh, culmination to what felt mm-hmm. like a hundred steps to one yeah. actual yep. sizable step. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, look, the, that's the fun of it though. You, you you're going to have, ups and downs in creating anything, whether it's a product or a book. Um, you know, I think this feels a little more personal because obviously it is <laughs> very sure. personal. Um, putting it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's hard not to really feel the dips on a personal level. Um, and, and it's also really hard, you know, I'm, 
I'm a terrible self-promoter, but I've, I've really had to sit down with myself and be like, look, it's okay to, you know, when someone enjoys your story to say, hey, you know, if, you, if you're enjoying it, if you're, if you're laughing, you're having a good time, hey, go out and get a book. It's 15 bucks. Like, you, you, you'll mm-hmm. spend that much on a drink that you won't even finish. Um, right. And plus, it makes a great, you know, coaster for your coffee if you don't even read. You don't have to read. <laughs> you know, I know. I, 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 I've been through it. It's, it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. It's almost it's almost for a lot of people. And you know that you're from the business, um, you know, the media business. But the promotion, the marketing is really is much a part of the process. More important developing the product because if you work with the industry this is all they care about how are you going to sell the book they don't care what the book is as much as how are you going to sell it and if you can convince them this is how i'm going to sell it so they don't have to do anything because they don't want to do anything then you have a good chance of getting a deal uh versus you know you have to have a good book and everything but they figured you know it's all on you it's all on us that's how that's how the marketplace works now so i think what you did is uh Great. I think you did a good job on the cover. I think your writing style is uh, very personable and fun and you're not taking things too seriously. And uh, I think you did a great job on, on air. You're very likable. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good, so good job. Here. What, yeah, absolutely. And you've got a good outlook. You're not all uh, consumed about the, a, a specific outcome. You're, uh, I think you're going into it uh, wide, eyes wide open and, uh, and ready. So I, I wish you great success for that. So what's next for Ross? Um, Where do you go with this now? Yeah. So, you know, right now. Um, How do you top things. guys, guys radio? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's not going to everything. Everything's a cumulative step. Um, then, you know, right now, I'm, I mean, it's all a learning experience for me. You know, it, it, on half of my life, I'm, you know, back in, in freelancing and producing and directing, you know, the branded content. Obviously, I have to make money. Um, and the mm-hmm. other half is, you know, pursuing, you know, what this, what does it mean to option a book and, you know, option for film and stuff like that. Um, trying to meet people in that space or, you know, meet up, you know, a, a book agent for mm-hmm. the next, for the next one. Right. I, I don't think I would do it the same way. I definitely wouldn't go self-publish again, but I also mm-hmm. wouldn't go back on the way that I've done this book because of it being so personal and, and really enjoying the creative control and, and the, the voice of the book and, and the way that I, the way that I write isn't really probably one that an editor would love. Um, and I wouldn't want to sacrifice that, you know, and go through that cog. Um, and I also wouldn't want to wait a year, <laughs> you know, for it to come out. But, uh, but, but yeah, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, at what that means. Yeah, well, it's good to, you know, it's good to have, you have an, your own voice. That's good. And uh, you don't want an editor to step on that too much. You got to be who you are. So, you know, you think about like, uh, you know, the whole David Sedaris, that type of thing. I think you can do, you know, I think you really uh, exposed the, the personal side of yourself through the situation in a very affable way. And so uh, I think I think you're going to do great and you have a great ad- attitude. And uh, you're a guy's guy, Ross. Sorry, yeah, I appreciate so, it. Uh, uh, and I really, uh, I'm really glad I got you on the show. And um, anything else, anything, you know, key learning, like something out of the whole situation that happened to say, you know what, give, give these guys out here and uh, the ladies out there, what, what did you, what was your biggest takeaway and what you can, what did you learn and what do people need to know about how this all worked? You were talking about love before, and I thought that was very interesting because it sounded like you learned about love uh, by having this uh, freakish accident. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there's a couple things. One, it can always be worse, you know, and that's basically how I start the book and how I end the book, uh, and that's the truth. Like, you know, we, I think that, you know, our, 
sometimes we think that the world's going to end because of what we're going through. But the reality is, man, if you're listening to this podcast, if you have a phone, if you even have a radio, like, you know, it can be worse. And, and this world yep. is, is full of so many, so many tough things to get through. And I think it's always, um, it's always good to, to remind ourselves to be thankful of what we've got. And, you know, this is one of them, you know, and if, if, you know, my penis got fell off and I never got it again, like I got to be thankful that I ever even had one, you know? Uh, so I think that, you know, one, the one takeaway, the big one was that it can always be worse. You know, the second one would be, you know, that it, it, every story is about love, right? You know, whether, mm-hmm. whether yep. up or down, you know, every, any story that you ever read, whether it's a love for something or someone, um, you know, that, that is what this life boils down to because without it, you know, our existence doesn't, it doesn't mean much. And, and with it, you know, it, it has, it has a story to it. So um, I think that, you know, we're always at the mercy of what love makes us do and what it makes us think. Um, and it sounds kind of cheesy sometimes, but it's true, you know, and it can be a love for baseball cards, you know, but, but I think that, you know, you end up in, in these really funny scenarios and in a very funny headspace, you know, whether it's a person, mm-hmm. place or thing. Um, and yeah, you know, like that was, and, and if I would encourage, you know, people to do anything I, it's always the same like, write things down you know we our, our our faintest memory is weaker than or our strongest memory is, is weaker than the faintest writing and you mm-hmm. know we don't we we spend so much time texting right. and writing email um you know i try and encourage people to just write things down get a postcard when you go somewhere and and, and take a couple notes on the things the jokes that you said or the food that you ate uh, we don't remember anything anymore so uh so that that would be my thing, and, and you know that's what people are always flabbergasted by my memory in in the book. And I'm like, it's not my memory. I just I've written things down, and I went back and I researched, and I went and got my medical records and talked mm-hmm. to people. I wanted to make sure that what I was remembering was accurate. Um, and, and so yeah, I mean I think that's a powerful tool not only for you but for the people that you love and that want to know about you. Um, and I think that's you know that, that's at the end of the day what I always try and say. You know, I joke that people say, oh, you wrote a memoir. You, you're 32. I'm like, you could write a memoir in 10 years of life. Like, we go through so much in a day that we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just forget about That's it. a great point. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's the fun part. Fantastic. Hey, listen, great job, Ross, and uh, good job on the book. Uh, great job on the book, rather. And, uh, and really how you uh, handle the experience and your perspective. Uh, you know, you're a winner, man. Uh, keep you. going. Keep doing your thing. And thanks for being All on right. Guys Guys Radio. Really appreciate it. All right. Cheers. Have a good one. All right. All the best to you. All right. We're going to take a break. That's our special guest, Ross Asordian. His book is Broken Banana. Check it out. And um, this is Guys Guys Radio. And we will be back in uh, about 10 seconds or so. The Guys Guys Radio. All right, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. That was our special guest, Ross Asordian, Broken Banana. I like to do a Guys Guys Guide, and um, I got one about smoothies. So, uh, you know, this is uh, the time of year where you want to really take care of your body. There's never a bad time to get on a a health kick, if you will. And over the years, I've been uh, replacing, instead of the good old American breakfast, you know, the bacon and eggs and toast and butter and hash browns and coffee and orange juice and pancakes and sausage and waffles and all that. I've been moving more, more and more towards a kind of a liquid breakfast uh, after a quick workout, a liquid breakfast. And then uh, if you have the right liquid breakfast, the right smoothie, 
you're good for like four, at least four hours because they, if they're really fortified. So this is what I put in mine and you can put whatever you want in yours, but this is what I do. And here's why. So I start out, I put some coconut, organic coconut water in it. It's great for hydration. And I put about half a cup in there. And then I put some uh, either almond milk or coconut milk. Uh, I don't want to go too crazy on dairy because it creates mucus. So I, I go with uh, either coconut or almond. Um, I do throw in a spoonful, uh, could be a teaspoon or, or a heaping teaspoon or a tablespoon. It's not mission critical, but I like to put uh, some organic uh, Greek uh, grass-fed yogurt in there, a spoon, and then a, a teaspoon of maca root power, powder. And uh, that helps fight uh, stress and also it bolsters your energy and vitality, helps build muscle. It's also good for women for PMS symptoms. That's what I've read. Now, all the stuff I'm going to tell you about these ingredients, this is what I've read. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Some of these things, I'm sure there's studies that go both ways, but this is what I've read. This is what I put in my drinks, and you can do what you want in yours. Um, then I put some organic fruit, banana, some blueberries. And I take a lot of bananas, and I chop them up, and I put them in a big bag and keep them in the freezer. So I can just take out cold pieces of frozen pieces of banana. That's good. Blueberries, any type of berries are good. Blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, got to go organic. Um, great for magnesium, iron, manganese, vitamin B6, um, good for cancer fighting, antioxidants. So berries are really good for you. Some of the best foods you can eat. There's something called uh, camu camu that I like to use. It's a power a powder that's got more vitamin C than any fruit that you could actually eat. It's like eating like 50 oranges. Camu camu, C-A-M-U. You can look it up and uh, pick up a pouch of that. Um, organic cacao powder. So it's like kind of like cocoa, chocolatey brown powder, but it's got 40 times the antioxidants of even blueberries. It's got more calcium than cow's milk. It's got iron, magnesium for the heart and brain health, and it's a natural antidepressant. So I do a teaspoon of that. I put it in a teaspoon of chia seeds, which are a superfood. They're gritty little seeds, but they're loaded with protein, fiber, omega-3s, manganese, magnesium, calcium, zinc, phosphorus, niacin, potassium. What I like to do is, uh, I put them in the, uh, the liquid and let them sit there for about, you know, if I I'll start out, I'll put some, the coconut water in, and then I'll put the, uh, the powders in. And then the last thing I actually put in is the coconut milk. So I let, I let this sit with the blender top on and I put the uh, chia seeds in. So they soften up because they're pretty gritty. Um, then there's something called Brahmi power, power, Brahmi powder. And this is from, uh, a medicinal Ayurvedic plant considered to be a nerve tonic and a protector of memory, the brain, and our intellect while promoting youth and vitality. It doesn't taste great. So I use a, I couldn't even handle a full tablespoon or a teaspoon. So I use about a half a teaspoon. And uh, it was a little tough on my uh, digestive system. And mine's pretty good, but it was a little rough and uh, it's got a bitter taste. So I start with just a little bit, but it has so many positive qualities that I make sure that I include it. Uh, goji berries. You can buy a big bag of these red berries. They're considered cancer fighters and uh, they got lots and lots of antioxidants and they also help the skin, the eyes, the liver, your blood sugar, fertility and energy. So I take a handful of those and throw them in the blender. The other thing called ash aganda powder. It's another anti-cancer Ayurvedic powder. Helps monitor blood sugar reduces cortisol, helps reduce stress, stress, excuse me, depression, 
and anxiety and enhances men's fertility. So they say, I do use a level teaspoon. Um, Then I take a scoop of Pinnacle of Wellness is the brand I use, Ultimate Organic Green Superfood Powder. That has got chlorella, spirulina, all kinds of raw organic ingredients, including barley, probiotics, acai berry, acai berry, flaxseed, wheatgrass, parsley, thistle seeds, cilantro leaf, alfalfa. And there's lots and lots more stuff. It comes in like a berry flavor, and it's very good. Um, fresh lime, organic lime. I put a squeeze of that, and then I'll put some uh, organic vanilla. Put some ice in the blender, blend it up. Get a full a glass, a eight ounce glass of that, maybe a little bit more, maybe a you know glass and a half. Take that with a raw vitamin, maybe some uh, flaxseed, maybe a vitamin C, whatever, and uh, that's I'm good to go for hours and hours. And uh, I've been pretty healthy, so works for me. Tastes great, and uh, the biggest thing is because it's a dense food, it really sticks with you. So if you're considering using smoothies, drinking smoothies in the morning. These are some of the ingredients you might want to consider putting in your mix. I'm not saying you have to use all of them, but uh, you can use all of them. Or you can just pick one thing. If I had to pick one thing, I would go with the, uh, let's say, three things. The coconut water, the coconut milk or almond milk, and then the, uh, the powder, the uh, organic green superfood powder, because it's got so many vitamins and so many other things. And uh, the other things are, you know, it's all, you're all, it's all gravy and uh but it doesn't taste like gravy. It tastes very good, and it's good for you. And, uh, you know, eating all processed meat, stuff like real bacon and uh, store-bought eggs, unless they're pasture-raised eggs, they're not that great for you because you're taking in what the chickens are taking in. So you got to be careful. So anyhow, smoothies. Guys, 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 the smoothies. So that's our show. Um, this is your host, Robert Manny. You can catch uh, Guys, Guys Radio. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, we're on Blog Talk Radio. My blog is at robertmanny.com. It all started, the Guys Guys movement started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which you can pick up on Amazon, any of the e-tailers. It's still in some bookstores, hard copy, or you can get a Kindle version. And um, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter all over the place. So it's Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I, Guy's Guy. And uh, I thank you for listening. And we're going to be back. uh, I believe we're going to be back Sunday. And I'm still uh, finalizing uh, our guest, but we should be back Sunday at 8 p.m. for uh, another podcast of Guy's Guy's Radio. So until then, I'll leave you with what I always like to say. Guy's Guy's finish first. (laughs) 